Hello, welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and today we are reading Avenging Kiss. It's the second book in the Savage Security series. Romantic and complex, this psychological thriller delivers twists and turns as you get a peek into each character's perspective. Readers are saying, This book has everything action, mystery, revenge, and romance. It's a great follow up to Blood Kiss. So, Get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 15 Tuesday Mike woke before the alarm clock went off. He dangled his arm across his forehead and sighed. His life had changed so quickly. When he'd left the military, the transition was hard at first. He'd gone from having a detailed plan, that could change instantly and require him to problem-solve so that lives weren't lost, to life as a civilian. To go from that, the feeling of each moment being so significant that lives were on the line, to the casual, sheepish life of a civilian frustrated him. It felt as if he'd lost his purpose in life. But when he started working for Cole at Savage Security, he felt like both worlds merged, bringing him purpose and peace. Savage Security offered him a chance to still make a difference, to use his special skill set, and transition into an average, healthy person who could live life to its fullest. Alicia stirred next to him, adjusting the covers in her sleep. He looked at her, and his heart filled with desire. They'd been through so much, overcome so much, and in such a short time, that their hearts were bonded in a way he never imagined possible. But Alicia was so much more than a girlfriend. She was his lifeline to peace. She brought joy into his life with her smile and vivacious personality. She accepted him, flaws and all. He knew he could be overbearing sometimes. That's what made him good at his job. He didn't hold back. He didn't second-guess himself. He made decisions and saw those decisions through. But their relationship was at a transition point. He had decisions to make. He loved living with Alicia. He'd been surprised when she asked him to formally move in so quickly, but he'd done it. And he didn't regret it. But when he decided to put his condo on the market, he realized the level of commitment to their relationship he was showing. He was severing the ties to his bachelorhood. Overall, he liked that. He loved Alicia. He wanted to be with her. But the selling of his condo pushed a more important question to the forefront of his mind. Should they get engaged? Alicia still slept as she turned onto her side and faced away from him. With one arm under her pillow supporting her head and her bottom curved towards him, he couldn't help but want to spoon her. He pulled off his briefs and dropped them over the side of the bed onto the floor. Then he nestled up behind her. He laid his head on his arm and pushed himself against her as his legs molded to her curves. Mm. Alicia purred. She loved the feel of his powerful body pressed against her. She wiggled closer, her bottom teasing his cock. You're awake, she mumbled. Mike loved the sexy sound of her morning voice. It had a husky tone that seemed to disappear after she showered. He draped his arm around her waist and slid his hand up her abdomen until her breasts rested in his palm. He teased her nipple through her tank top and she moaned again. Her body responded to him. There was no way she'd ever get enough of him. She turned a little and slid her hand up his thigh and reached around to his butt. 
You need to be closer, she urged, doing her best to pull him into her as she pressed against him. I can do that, Mike whispered in her ear. He sucked her earlobe into his mouth as his hand traveled towards her pussy. He loved that she stopped wearing panties to bed. Just knowing she was bare for him was a turn-on. He cupped her soft curls as his fingers gently stroked her, spreading her wetness. She moaned again and pressed into him. He slid his hand around her thigh and pulled it on top of his, opening her to him. Then, with a few more strokes of his fingers, she was ready for him. Mike, she purred. The desire in her voice nearly undid him. I got you, baby. He eased into her, stroking her with his fingers and his cock. She wasn't sure how long he'd been sliding in and out, but it wasn't nearly long enough. Her orgasm barreled down on her as his fingers circled her clit. She pushed herself onto him and let herself go, her channel gripping his cock as she rode him. He felt her shudder, and he didn't want to hold back anymore either. He thrust faster, and their heavy panting and moans swirled together as they started their morning right. Chapter 16 Bella went to unlock the office door of Savage Security, but it was already unlocked. She pulled open the door and stepped in. Hello? She called out as she made her way to her desk. Hey, Cole replied. Back here. Bella set her stuff on her desk and walked down the corridor to Cole's office. She rapped on the open door as she leaned against the door jamb. How are you doing? Cole looked up from behind his computer. Good. He knew she didn't like him digging into Eric's past. It smacked of distrust and suspicion. But that's how they lived. Trusting the wrong person could get someone killed. He leaned back in his chair and put his hands behind his head. You still seeing Eric? Bella laughed. Yes. So far, so good. She didn't want to get into the intimate details of her relationship with Cole. Thankfully... She knew he didn't want to hear the details, either. Cole scraped one hand over his well-trimmed beard. That's good. Let me know if you need anything. She couldn't think of anything she'd need from Cole in regards to her relationship with Eric. She certainly wouldn't go to him for relationship advice. Thanks, I will. She knew Cole meant well. All the guys did. They reacted strangely sometimes because of their total lack of faith in humanity. Jack's response to Eric on Saturday night had bothered her, but she knew he'd only had her safety in mind. She appreciated his apology. That didn't happen very often. I'll get the coffee started. Cole nodded in response and let his fingers tap away at his keyboard. He received a disturbing email this morning, and he needed to share it with the guys. Bella went to the break room and grabbed the coffee pot. She filled it with water and poured it into the machine. Then she stuffed a filter into the top. Grabbing the coffee, she counted out the tablespoons and hit the start button. Voices filtered through the hallway as the men came into work. Hello? Special delivery? An unknown voice called out. Bella stepped out of the break room and headed towards her desk. Her pulse picked up as excitement revved through her veins. Waiting at her desk was a man holding a huge bouquet of flowers. Stargazer lilies, 
roses, peonies, and baby's breath spraying from a sturdy vase. A little white envelope stood out among the burst of colors. Bella Chan? The man asked as she approached. Yes, she replied with a gasp. They're beautiful. She took the vase and set the arrangement on her desk. She'd never received flowers at work before. She liked that Eric was declaring his affection for her to everyone that was important to her. If you could sign here, the delivery man said, holding out a tablet for her to sign. She peeled her eyes off of the bouquet to take the tablet and scrawled her name across the screen. Thank you, she said as she handed the tablet back to him. You're welcome. He nodded and headed out the door. The flowers were amazing, and the scent filled the room. A special thrill raced through her. Peonies and lilies were her favorite. She'd mentioned them in passing while she and Eric had talked the other day. But she never expected to receive such an impressive bouquet. It had to cost a fortune. She buried her nose in one of the lilies and inhaled. The sweet fragrance tickled her senses, and she realized that she'd never look at lilies again without thinking about Eric. Was this the first of many bouquets she'd received from him? Were flowers his go-to gift when he wanted the woman he cared about to feel special? Bella slid around her desk and sat in her chair. She grabbed her phone and took a picture of the magnificent flowers. Then she sent the photo to Alicia in a text. Guess who got some? Her text read. She hit send and waited for Alicia's reply. She and Alicia had become friends over the past two months. They weren't besties, but they were on their way to that designation. Occasionally, Savage Security would go out to celebrate when the big job was finished, and Bella loved that she wasn't the only female at those events now. Bella never brought up Alicia's attack. She carried some of the guilt and didn't know what to say. The day Alicia was attacked, Bella visited her in the hospital. She'd apologized and offered her assistance, but Alicia had been out of it. Shock had taken over her body, and Bella knew that Alicia didn't remember a lot of what happened at the hospital. Alicia texted back, You got lucky! Exclamation mark, question mark. Bella stifled her laugh and replied, Talk later. I'm a lucky girl. Dot, dot, dot. She wasn't going to get into the details of her relationship with Eric over text message. She was careful about what she texted or sent by email. She realized how easy it was for someone like Logan to dig around in the mysterious computer clouds that existed somewhere in the sky. Or maybe those clouds were actually on land somewhere, perhaps hidden away on a secluded island. She really didn't know, and she didn't care. So she tried not to text anything too embarrassing. That was a lofty goal, which she fell short of regularly. Jack cut the engine and slid out of his truck. He slammed the door with a little more force than necessary. But he'd spent the previous evening searching for information on Eric James. Everything he discovered aligned with Logan's assessment. But it still bothered him. Eric's background history seemed a little too perfect like it had been staged. Eric had attended a private Christian school during his middle and high school years. The school closed a few years back, which made filling in the gaps of his teen years more difficult. Jack couldn't even locate a teacher to talk to, or anyone from the school to get a feel for Eric's past. He wanted a character reference from a teacher, but that wasn't going to happen. 
the school had been a frustrating dead end. So instead of getting anywhere with his investigation, Jack spent hours finding the same information that Logan had already uncovered. Jack had also called Eric's parents, but they didn't answer. Instead, he left a message saying that he was Eric's friend from high school and wanted to get in touch with him again. He'd used the name John. It was a common enough name that Eric could have known a John. Jack gave Eric's parents the numbers for his burner phone. He doubted they'd call, but he'd try them again tonight. Guilt at his happiness that Bella was, out of commission, niggled at his conscience. He hated that she was uncomfortable. He'd gotten poison ivy on his cock and balls before. It sucked. So he knew a little bit about that level of discomfort. But he was also relieved that Eric wasn't getting any. That little fact always made him smile. As he neared the office, his anticipation to see Bella increased. As he pulled open the door, an overwhelming fragrance bombarded him and made his nose itch. What was worse? Bella wasn't even visible at her desk behind an obscenely large bouquet of flowers. What the hell? Anxiety propelled Jack's blood to near mock speed as it raced through his veins. The walls of his heart thudded against his ribs as his valves opened and closed with seismic tremors. A thin sweat broke out along his neck and forehead as he fisted his hands at his side. He took a settling breath but instead nearly gagged on the noxious fumes radiating from the flowers. He had to get it together. He couldn't let his body or emotions rule his actions. He was always under great pressure. It seemed that his mind and body focused in unison when the shit hit the fan on a mission. This was no different. His mission right now was to not screw up a chance at a future with Bella. He forced himself to breathe in slowly, ignoring the thick, funky floral scent that clogged the air. He willed his heartbeat to slow, and he unclenched his hands as he walked to Bella's desk. Looks like someone had a good morning, Jack said, his voice light and friendly, the opposite of the tsunami of emotions flooding him. He wanted to rip Eric's head off and shove it into the depths of the ridiculously large vase. Bella rolled her chair a little to the side so she could see around the flowers and peeked up at Jack. Aren't they gorgeous? She cooed. Her eyes grew big as she emphasized gorgeous. She knew she was being unprofessional, but anyone who knew her knew that she couldn't sit with those flowers on her desk and behave as if they weren't there. She was one of those people who wore her heart on her sleeve. She didn't hide behind a mask of emotionless facial expressions or rigid body movements like the men she worked with. She shamelessly declared her thoughts and feelings to the world. Jack organized his thoughts as he took in the scene. So, is this gorgeous floral statement an apology for a stupid fight you two had last night? Jack hoped that it was. Eric had to have done something insanely stupid for him to send her an arrangement that was big enough to adorn a lavish cathedral's altar. How was she supposed to get anything done at her desk with that monstrosity taking up so much desk space? Bella laughed, her eyes sparkling as her smile lit her face. You're so funny, Jack. I'll read you the card and you can decide. She picked up the little white envelope that came with the flowers and brought it to her lips. She paused for a moment, relishing the forced smile he'd pasted on his face. Jack studied Bella's lips. 
He'd thought about kissing those perfect lips on a daily basis, but his thoughts didn't stop there. In his imagination, his lips touched every part of Bella's perfect body, and now it ticked him off that Eric was kissing those lips. He hoped that was all Eric was kissing. Bella pulled the cardstock note from the envelope and read, Thanks for last night. She held the card up between two fingers and moved it back and forth. She cocked her head and smiled at Jack. Does that sound like an apology? She said, her voice full of jest. She licked her lips and put the note back in the envelope, a very pleased look on her face. Every instinct in Jack wanted to shred those flowers, sweep her desk clear, and lay her out on top so he could kiss her senseless. He needed to remove any memory of Eric from her mind. He wanted to overwhelm her with his passion and leave her sated yet wanting more. That was how he felt. He wanted more. More of her smile. More of her compassionate eyes seeing into his soul. More of her gentle heart loving him. More of her essence. He wanted her mind, body, and soul. Sounds like you two had fun, Jack said. He knew the muscle in his jaw twitched as he ground his teeth together. Hopefully she wouldn't notice. Let me guess. He helped you back up and update your computer and you made him dinner? He wasn't exactly sure he wanted to know any details, but he hoped it was something as innocuous as computer assistance. Girls like that stuff, right? She laughed and twirled her black hair around her finger. The pink tips in her hair caught Jack's attention. He wanted to suck her finger into his mouth and then trail kisses down her neck. Not even close, she said, her voice low and sexy. She leaned forward a little, as if she were going to share a secret. But I can see why you thought that. He is an engineer. I'm sure he's great with a hard drive. She couldn't help but giggle. She was having too much fun. She'd never spoken so crudely to a man, and the look on Jack's face was priceless. Maybe she should start talking that way a little more often. It seemed to shut him up. Plus, there was something fun about seeing Jack's face shift through various emotions as he registered her words. His eyes dilated, and his nose flared for the briefest of moments. A muscle in his jaw clenched as his lips pressed together in a line. Hard drive? The phrase sickened him. If there was to be any driving, it was going to be done by him. He'd give her whatever she wanted. Hard, gentle, slow, fast, deep, shallow. He couldn't let his mind wander through all the ways he wanted to sink into her. Have I left you speechless? She teased, cocking her head slightly. Honestly, I never thought I'd see the day. She giggled and tucked her hair behind her ear. She really did need to get back to work. He needed to walk away before he did or said something to screw up his progress with her. She was joking with him. She hadn't done that in a long time. He wasn't sure what had happened to mess up their friendly existence. But she'd definitely shut him out for a while. And he didn't want to backpedal and end up apologizing to her again. You got me, he said raising his hands in a friendly way. I didn't realize you had such a dirty mind. You took me by surprise. He suddenly realized that there was so much more to her. 
a part of her that she kept hidden away. Why was that? The guys at work always dropped innuendo and foul language. She never participated in any of it, but she also didn't seem offended by it. Did his good girl have a naughty side? Had Eric seen this other side? He hoped to hell not. She shifted in her chair and picked up a pen. She twirled the pen back and forth. There's a lot about me that you don't know, as I'm sure there's a lot about you that I don't know. She had wondered about him. He was great-looking and hotter than hell, but she never heard him talk about women. And a man as good-looking as Jack could easily find a woman to keep him company. Wherever he was getting it, at least he didn't brag about his conquests, that showed a respect for the women who scratched his itch that she appreciated. He needed to make his exit. The onslaught of the flowers and her beautiful face smiling up at him was about to destroy his self-control. Well, the flowers are beautiful, he stated, pointing at them. Then he pointed down the hallway and said, I gotta check in on some things. Meeting in a few minutes, he added casually. Bye, she said. She wiggled her mouse and the computer screen came to life. She took another glance at the bouquet and then focused on her work. Jack forced his legs to carry him away from her as he worked diligently on not stomping down the hallway like an angry toddler who lost his favorite stuffy. He refused to let her see him rattled. If he hadn't known better, he would have sworn she was flirting with him. But it was painfully obvious that she was into Eric. Eric was why she glowed even brighter today. Jack rapped twice on Mike's office door and walked in. He closed the door behind him, ensuring them some privacy. Mike looked up from his computer and instantly saw the tension on Jack's face. He started to chuckle. He knew what had Jack twisted up inside. Morning, sunshine, he taunted. He couldn't help but smile. Did you stop and smell the roses? How the hell could I not? Jack responded. The stench floods the hallway and clogs the lungs. He motioned with his arm towards the hallway. He eased closer to Mike's desk, lowering his voice. Who the hell sends an arrangement that big to someone at work? He tossed his hands out in a questioning gesture. You know what I think? He continued, his lips curving into a snarky smile. I think Eric's overcompensating for his too tiny package. Like men in their big trucks, Mike asked. He would be furious, too, if Alicia was dating a guy and the guy was marking his territory. You know what's happening, right? Yeah, Jack gave a firm nod. The prick's declaring her off-limits. What's pathetic? She thinks those flowers are a token of affection. You know as well as I do that they're not. They're a sign of possession, and she accepted them. What really ticked him off was the card. She's got a yeast infection. What the hell is he thanking her for? His voice rose an octave, and he held out his hands in disbelief. Mike chuckled low. If I have to explain that one to you, no wonder you haven't been getting any lately. Which, by the way, may help you chill a little. You seem a little tense. Mike knew he was provoking Jack, but he was having too much fun to stop. Jack was not in a good place but maybe levity would help the man. And, in case you're interested, Mike continued, 
It's not at all creepy that you're keeping track of her girl parts. Mike slowly shook his head in disapproval. He hoped Bella's relationship with Eric didn't last long. He wasn't sure how much more Jack could take before he'd need professional help. Yeah, your sarcasm is noted, Jack replied. Mike leaned back in his chair and put his hands behind his head. So, what are you going to do about it? The flowers or the prick? The prick, Mike said flatly. This would be so much easier if Jack would keep up with the conversation. I'm going to nail his ass and show him for the manipulative, spineless cretin that he is. Sounds like a plan. Mike closed out the document he was working on and signed out. He closed the laptop and stood. We've got a meeting to go to. He picked up his laptop and headed towards the door. Yeah, I got the message. Jack opened Mike's office door, and instantly the scent of Bella's flowers taunted him. He sighed, knowing that he'd have to smell that stench all day. I hope you enjoyed the reading for today. I'm excited to share this novel with you. It's one of my favorites. If you have not had a chance to listen to Blood Kiss, you may want to do that. It can be found in episodes 27 through 37. But don't worry, Avenging Kiss stands on its own. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.